Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. I am riding solo again. So get used to it, folks. It's the end of the pandemic. So I had somebody suggest that I uh, pick a few picks out of the pick cabinet that I posted a picture of on Instagram not too long ago. It's all the picks that I've done personally. Pick a few of those and tell stories about them. So I thought to myself, could I really just pick a few and tell stories? Probably not. So what I'm going to do is basically go through my entire pick cabinet of picks I've done. And if there's a story associated with any of them, I'm going to, I'm going to spill the beans, talk about it a little bit, talk about the pick, who was on it, the trip or whatever, what have you. So, This is going to be the first. I'll probably break this up into a couple, two or three episodes because the Jay Mattingly shelf itself is going to need its own episode. So what we're going to do is I'll post a picture of my pick cabinet on uh, Bourbon Boys uh, and you can follow along. I'm going to start at the top left-hand corner of of the pick cabinet. These are all picks that I've been either a part of or picked for my group, or picked for a store. There's a few that are missing, uh, but for the vast majority of these, they are, it's pretty pretty full of what I've got to offer in my history of picks. So starting left to right, going on the very top shelf, we start with the infamous OKI duo from uh, Bluegrass BB&T. We've got Ricky Bobby and Early Bird. <clears throat> now that trip was was interesting. It was one of the last trips that I went on with BB and T. I think there was I think I went on the Russells after that, but that's pretty much it. That was after I already moved up here, I believe. I can't remember. I might have still been down there. I can't remember that time period, but it's t- we went. I was invited by Paul Warnot and uh, a couple other. I think there was a couple other members that were part of that too but they invited us we all met there at the uh, distillery in new riff distillery uh yeah that's a new riff distillery we met there in the morning and pretty much proceeded to uh have some drinks but not a lot it wasn't crazy we they don't they don't uh, lambast you with alcohol at the uh new riff when you go there we had our choice of three samples, and we picked two of the three. One I liked. I liked Early Bird better than Ricky Bob. Or I liked the third one that we didn't pick better than I liked either of the two we did pick. So, pretty much think we couldn't have gone wrong. And then we chased it through some other stuff, and that was one of the trips where uh, Ricky and Julie Mungle came with us and. Ricky started getting loose towards the end and started telling stories about him and Julie. Ricky gets man, when he started laughing, you just die laughing just because he was laughing. It was hilarious. But we ended up uh, having some drinks there, and then we headed over and met up with Ed Ed at uh, Cork and Bottle and had some drinks there, myself and Tyler, the old co-host of the podcast. And uh, so <laughs> we proceeded to say, hey, well, what are we going to do now? We're going to get something to eat. All right, we went to Hooters on the river. And by this point, Tyler was pretty much shit-faced. 
So he proceeded to hit on this waitress. And the whole time she's looking at me like, help me. And I'm like, I don't, I can't control him. What can I do? And he's asking her for number and all not. I don't think he asked her for number, but basically was everything. But then we ended up leaving there. He's throwing empty two ounce samples in the, in the river down there. It's, it was a shit show. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot other than that going on at that one, but that was just a fun, fun pick. Great people. And we had Ben Pickett, myself, the Mongols, Paul, Tara, Tyler, and uh, there was one other person there. I can't remember. Anyway, next pick, Old Elk. Not really a whole lot to say there. The second, the next two picks are uh, Four Roses picks. The first one was actually the first... Uh, the second mythical pick after the Smooth Ambler, it's the Bob Mythical Four Roses, a funky cue, man. I went with Ed Blay and uh, I don't know if I say his name. Oh, I'd never say Ed Bly Blay, whatever Bly, Ed Bly. There you go. I, I think that's right. Oh well, <clears throat> it's a running joke. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Whatever. I went with Ed and uh, Brett Connors, who's at. Uh, Castle and Key now, and Aaron Neff, which almost everybody knows. And we picked that, and uh, my man Ed picked the infamous Scram bottle, which is right next to the uh, ball on my cabinet, the Four Roses Scram with OBS V. I thought he was going to pick what we picked because it was so funky, and that's what he liked, but he went with the crowd pleaser of an OBS V, and then I ended up gracing the label for the story that happened at Four Roses, which I've talked about on here before, but for the sake of storytelling, I'll just give you the abridged version. I went with a bunch of guys to Four Roses, a couple of guys to Four Roses, proceeded to camp out or sit in chairs overnight and drink uh, copious amounts of alcohol. And in the morning, one of the people that was with us uh, had broken his chair and had... uh didn't clean up after himself. Let's put it that way. I had a few bottles out there. I'm not going to say I was completely, completely blameless, but when you're awoken by a crowd of people stammering to get these bottles and you're trying to get out of the way, it, it was a little way. It was a little crazy. So long story short, it got picture got taken and put on bourboner and it blew up and nobody mentioned my name, but I took it upon myself, being the fantastic individual I am, to take uh, the blame for it, even though it was the majority not my mess, but I was probably the most well-known in the bourbon community at the time of all the people that were there, so it fell upon me. Plus, I was an, I was an admin of BB&T, so fallout from that was... I got kicked out of uh, Carmageddon. I got kicked out of uh, BSM. I got kicked out of some other group. I can't remember. Mm. Anyway, I got kicked out of a few groups, even though it wasn't me. And I was taking, uh, I was just taking the heat for that. So moving on, the f- Maker's Mark, there's not much to say with that one. Now, Miss K- Miss Kathy, uh, the next four roses on my cabinet was actually the very first barrel pick I went on with Ed, my very first one I went on ever, 
but we actually picked uh, two four roses that day. So the very first barrel pick I ever went on was four roses. So it was pretty much all downhill from there. Uh, the next is the only Russell's pick I've ever been on. It's Memorial Day. No real good stories from that. Then we got Trading Post, MGP Trading Post, Bone Snapper, 11-year-old. It was a really good bottle, but no real stories. A couple of Remuses I did. Let's see, what do we got here? Oh, we're 10 minutes. We got plenty of time here. All right. Uh, let's talk about Driftless. Driftless Glen. Uh, now, officially, we've done, Mythical's done four picks with them, four rise. And sometimes people ask me how I got into Driftless. How did I uh, get on that train? First of all, I had a pick by Bill Dowell, the woodman of Driftless. It was a long time ago when Driftless was first doing it. They they had uh, Pickerel was helping them still, I think. Or that's who got them started. I mean, Pickerel was helping everybody get started and that was what his job was i think but anyway it was called a young ride it was like less than two years and i had it and it was just the funkiest like licorice anise funk rye bomb i was just like i was in love from the moment i tried it and obviously being that it was a pick by bill there was no more to be had he actually gave it to me for helping him out with uh uh charity auction he was running so um i sort of fell in love with it at that point before i moved up to wisconsin then i moved up here and started doing the podcast and started reaching out to distilleries and i hooked up with a my guy named justin sharpie who is the sales rep one of the sales reps for driftless went up there to do a podcast had a great time talking to the, the two distillers and justin and ate, drank, and just had a ball. And he's like, well, why don't you do a barrel pick? I was like, all right, well, let's do it. So I decided to invite what ended up being five of the craziest mofos I could have ever imagined having in an Airbnb in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. It was me, my buddy Tyler, who used to be on the podcast, uh, Michael Najamian, Najamian, who's been on the podcast, Naj, Anthony Fournier, Ryan McGuire, who is now L- LFG uh, fame, um, and Bao Lam was also there. Sorry. <coughs> so first night, I pick up Bao at the, gro- at the uh, airport, and we go over to the Airbnb, and we didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, we drank a lot. I mean, that night was pretty, was pretty chill, though, because the next day was the pick. So we get up at, um, I can't remember, it was pretty early, nine o'clock. And these fools are doing barrel, are uh, doing bottle chugs and just wiling out. Next thing I know, we're driving to the distillery and Anthony is just smashed. I mean, I don't know what he drank, but it must have been too much. It just hit him. He must not have ate anything. I don't know. He was, he was ass out for 90% of the, the, not 90, he's probably aggressive, 70%. He ended up going out to the car. He just couldn't even keep his head up uh, at the distillery doing the pick. They were like looking at us like, what's going on with this guy? And after we left, they were like, it's a good thing you picked a barrel because we were going to be really pissed if you had this drunk dude all over the, the distillery and you didn't even pick a barrel. So 
they rolled out a pretty nice little spread of, I can't remember, it was like six bourbons and six ryes. Tasted through all of them. Bourbons were good, but not great. They've gotten a lot better since they've got a little older. All their stuff's in smaller barrels, too. So we eventually settled on a rye, and everybody was like, this is it's going to be. I mean, it's still, some people say it's their best, the best one they've ever had, the best whiskey they've ever had. Some people say it's the best rye they've ever had. I mean, it's funky. And uh, <clears throat> so we're eating and we're drinking and uh, the whole time we're like, man, how are we going to get home? I mean, ended up uh, one of the guys with us, Naj, didn't drink that much. So he ended up driving Fournier's car back. But on the way back, uh, Fournier's like, I got to piss. And he pull over the side of the road and he, it was snowing. It was like a blizzard conditions the entire week. It wasn't actually snowing. We were that up there, but it snowed a lot. So Fournier gets out of the car and there's like a slope and he slides down the slope, <laughs> ends up on his knees peeing. It was pretty hilarious. That's how he ended up on the sticker like that. But uh, we get back to the house and we're all sitting around eating. Fournier had decided he was going to make his famous crack burgers, to which they ended up being like pucks because he was in t- so inebriated that uh, you really can't cook. And it was dark and it was <laughs> it was rough. And uh, so we're like, oh, we got to do something tonight. We can't just sit in this house. So we ended up going out, which was a very bad mistake. So the first first place we go, <clears throat> Ryan McGuire is over in the corner doing the uh, the punch machine and just wowing everybody. Apparently his technique on the punch machine is unstoppable. He was just beating everybody's ass. It was crazy. And we're all sitting in a booth watching this. And next thing I see here is, and I look over in the corner and Nige is vomiting profusely underneath this uh, uh, stall, not stall. Uh, we were sitting in a booth. He was sitting, he was puking under the booth table. I was like, all right, Nige is out of here. So Tyler ended up taking Nige, getting in the cab and going home. And I stayed out with Ryan and Bow. And we went to the next bar we went to. Ryan's over there trying to hit on chicks. And I'm like buttoning into his conversations. And uh, I'm, the, I'm the dude, the married dude. So none of them really had a problem. Like all of them were gravitating towards me because I was not a threat to try to take him home and lay him down. But he was. So ended up getting home pretty late. Uh Ryan and uh, Anthony got a second win. So Ryan and Anthony were harassed Tyler. Tyler had locked himself in the master bedroom that was supposed to be mine, but I passed out on the couch. So uh, <laughs> so Anthony and uh, Ryan were trying to get into the room. Tyler was it. And Tyler was like having to hold the lock, the little spin lock, because they had a pin and they were trying to uh, unlock it from the outside, old school style. So uh, he was like holding, the, he was holding the uh, lock so they couldn't unlock it, and uh, he fell asleep in that, in that, uh, uh, in that position, holding the lock on the door. The next morning, he woke up in that position, <laughs> and then we all went home. <laughs> That's probably very convoluted and long-winded, but 
these are the such are the stories of a drunken a drunken ass that's uh just telling bourbon stories. Second pick for Driftless was done at uh Distill America, which is a big uh, whiskey event up here in Madison. I actually sat down at the Bourbon Boys table. We did the podcast from the event and I sat down with uh Mr. Blom and a couple other guys and it was the first one we tried. It was like this is it. This is the one. We ended up taking it around all. I actually let a bunch of people at the at the uh event taste it and they all came away. I think it was like one person that voted for the second place one. The second place one was very fruity. It was very off profile from what I was used to from them. So that's why I was okay with that if it went if it won. Uh, is there any one-off stories I can tell? Because we're about 20 minutes in. I'd like to keep these around 20. One-off, one-off, one-off stories. I guess I could tell the story. Uh, Nashville Barrel Society, or Barrel Club, NBC. We got two from them. That was pretty similar to the to the Driftless. Uh, we got a big group of guys together to go down to Nashville. Got an Airbnb. Not a ton of stories from that weekend. It was just a really fun trip. Really, the Nashville guys are really fun to uh, <clears throat> to talk to. We actually got a uh, tour from the owner of Southern Grist. They were trying to uh, get us to do a private uh, beer bottling after aging the beer in our barrel and have it bottled with a special label and wax. And we could get all the other additives to it that we wanted at the end and all that jazz, but just didn't have enough run in the group for that. They weren't cheap bottles, but that guy, dude, he's, I can't remember his name, but the owner, one of the owners of Southern Grist is top notch. I mean, he gave us so much beer and just, it was a, it was a great time. We did see, uh, the two, the best story from that, from that, uh, or one of the best stories from that pick was uh, our friend uh, Aaron Rothke, who's been on this podcast a couple times, trying to light a cigar on the back porch. Never seen anything like it in my life. He would put the cigar in his mouth and he'd raise the match up to it, but not quite touch it, and just go, and that was it, and then take it off, and then oh. It was like he was trying to uh, suck a, you know, but he wasn't like going all in on it. He was just, he would, he could not get the cigar lit. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. And to this day, I've only seen him light one cigar and it took him forever. And then when he tries to smoke it, he keeps coughing because he inhales it. And we're like, don't inhale it. I cannot breathe in without inhaling. Uh, all right, Eric. <laughs> You can't you can't smoke a cigar without in, with with inhaling. It's gonna tear you up. That's like smoking a pack of cigarettes. Uh, and our boy uh, boy Bandy got really drunk and was just standing there. It's pretty funny. Uh, all right, well I'm gonna move on. Well, we're right at 20 minutes, so I cut this off. The next episode is gonna be talking about Bourbon 30 Shelf, and then we'll do. Uh, We'll do Smooth Ambler, although there's only three different picks, and I've heard most about that. So we'll do the Smooth Ambler maybe 
slide in some starlight. I don't know. So uh, that's it for the first episode. <laughs> Sorry if this is a little hit or miss. I mean, there's hopefully there's some funny stuff in there for y'all. So until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family.